Well, welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 51st episode of the podcast, where we get to talk some baseball, talk some shop with the one and only Steve Springer. Steve Springer from QualityAtBats.com, everything Quality at Bats, and what you'll hear in the show today uh, is a guy that uh, have followed for many years, uh, been coaching now. 16 years, going on 16, 17 years, um, and was using some of his audios, the CDs back in the day, still have the CDs, now they're just audio files, and like he says in the show today, but um, for those who don't know, Steve Springer, he's a former performance coach and major league scout for the Toronto Blue Jays. After not starting in high school, his senior year, getting cut in college, Steve Springer was drafted by the Mets after a breakout junior college season. After years in the minor leagues, Coach Springer eventually collected his first major league hit with the New York Mets. He played over 14 years as a professional baseball player and compiled over 1,600 professional hits. Over the 35 years in professional baseball, as a player, agent, and scout, he now travels, speaks all across the country, talking about the mental side of hitting, working, mentoring, training Major League All-Stars. He's from Huntington Beach, California, author of Quality at Bats, creator, founder of the Quality at Bats Academy, all things Quality at Bats. Um, can't emphasize his content enough. Uh, I'm sure if you've been on social media here recently, you've probably seen his, seen his stuff. Um, but grab his book, author, um, and just gets into it. Speaks such a great message, and um, about it's for everyone. It's from the little league kid to the little league parent, the youth parent, to the college athlete, and like he says, to the all star, major league all star. So his message is definitely well received. It's something that I feel that this podcast is where we come and what it's all about. Um, just from growing the person, growing the mentality, having the mental skills. And he gets down to specifics of kind of what he teaches and what he believes and what he tries to instill in people. And basically, if you haven't know, if you don't know, like you could get these audio files where um, people can listen to them before a game uh, leading up to it. So it's not just, a, you know, <laughs> especially not in baseball, but you got guys do it and it's funny. But uh, they're blurring the rock music, and they're getting all hyped up to go play a, a, base, a baseball game where, like Coach Springer says, your heart rate needs to be around 60 to 80 to really perform at the highest level. And so uh, he's actually walk, walking you through and talking uh, about the mental game and visualizing the pitcher and visualizing what you're going to do, and he touches base on all this. So um, it's just it, it's amazing to me uh, being able to get a chance, uh, see him, talk to him, converse with him, uh, text with a guy and just where we're at with the podcast and I uh, just uh, get more thankful for having him on and uh, just really hope if you haven't heard his message I think it, it, it always hits me square in the eyes every time I listen to him and uh, it's very valuable stuff uh, because in baseball just like in life and he talks about how it's even like his message goes outside of baseball and that's what we're about we're about growing the game and we're about taking the lessons that we learned through baseball outside and how it helps us create better men. So without further ado, again, I want to thank Coach Springer for coming on with us 
um, giving some great content at all as always. So here he is, Mr. Quality of Bat himself, Steve Springer. You know what, Trey? It's great to be here, man. And and I'm glad. Thank you for being patient with me because I know I've canceled like four times and in that very book. But uh, everybody's everybody's got a story, man. And I love my story. I mean, you got a story. I got a story. I did. I did have a great family. Like I, I had a brother that was like called Gary the Great. He was one year older than me, and he this guy. You know, he played in, you know, high school, college. Went to Oklahoma. Played six years of pro baseball, and I was always in his in his little shadow. And I was told my whole life, "You're too small. You're not good enough. You're only here because your brother." You know, I'm from Huntington Beach, California, and I went to Marina High School. I was 4'11", 90 pounds when I went into high school. I was the smallest kid in school. I made the team because my brother was the star of the team. I got three at-bats the whole year, right? My brother, uh, like I said, he's, he's like the best player in, in the whole school. Uh, he goes up to varsity this next year. I stayed on soft rush, but I got to play. You know, I'd rather play at a lower level than sit the bench at a higher level. My junior year, all my buddies were on uh, varsity. I stayed on JV, but I got to play some more. Uh, my senior, my time to shine. I got nobody ahead of me. I grew nine inches, but now I'm five eight because <laughs> I started at four eleven. Right, I'm a small senior in high school, but I'm showing I could play. And I had a sophomore take my job. I did not start my senior in high school. I coached first base. Mm. Where I'm from, I got fifty colleges within fifty miles of me. I did not get one phone call to come play for. My brother went to Golden West Junior College. Uh, he was all state freshman year. He's the best player in the state, best player on the team. I'm thinking the coach knows I'm coming there. He didn't have to call me because uh, he didn't. <laughs> uh, and I went out for the summer team and I got cut, which is baffling to me to this day. And how bad this coach thought I sucked. Like my brother's the best player in the state, best player on the team. I got cut. So I did what anybody do. I got a job at Disneyland working on the canoes. Uh, and about three days later, my brother came home with the uniform for me because three guys quit. So I was 19 years old, freshman in college. I got three at bats the whole year and I played in the big leagues. You know, I speak all over the country to try and inspire kids not to quit because somebody said you're, you're too small. You know, it's when I talk to coaches, I say, hey, especially high school coaches, when, you, when you're making your cuts and you got that undersized kid as a freshman, before you cut him, you better make sure that he, that kid didn't make an all-star team when he was 9, 10, 11, 12. Because that's the kids that's going to grow, that has a little bit of instincts that hadn't hit his growth spurt yet. And that was me. And uh, so, like I said, I mean, I mean, I, I don't believe you need to be six foot two to be a big leaguer. You need to be a baseball player. You need to have instincts. You need to have body strength for sure. And when I got that job at Disneyland working on the canoes, bro, I got stronger. And it mm -hmm. really, really helped me with my arm strength, my power. And I went from a second string second baseman to an all-conference shortstop because I grew four inches when I was 20. And now I got body strength. And I'm getting recruited by everybody. I got that full ride to Long Beach State, full ride to Irvine, full ride to UCLA. My best friend, Rich Amaral, who spent nine years in the big leagues, didn't get there until he was 29 years old. Talk about grinding. Mm -hmm. right? He's going there. I had a full ride to UCLA, my dad's favorite school. And it was the greatest five days of my life. Until he looked at my transcripts. He's like, really, you took badminton, tennis. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I could play some badminton, bro. <laughs> uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't get in right the badminton coach at golden west wanted to be on the team i beat the number three guy in the state five times before i beat me she's like yeah come out for the team i'm like no, it's baseball season i can't 
Uh, I ended up going to the University of Utah. I don't know how I got in. I got a full ride there. The, the catcher on our Golden West team went there, and they got a brand new coach. Didn't know anybody. Had two scholarships. And he said, if you get this dummy in, bro, you want him. And I took a correspondence course. I don't even think I finished. And uh, I went there as a shortstop, and I hurt my arm. And I ended up DHing the whole year. And, and this is the best thing about baseball, man, because whether you're in travel ball, high school, college, if you're lucky enough to play pro baseball, uh, you're evaluated by every, every every game that you play by somebody, whether it's your coach, you don't know who's in the stands. And we had 50 scouts in the stands one day to, uh, against Brigham Young to see Rick Aguilera, Wally Jordan, and Corey Snyder, all 15-year big leaguers. And I went five for five with the bomb, two doubles and five RBIs. And it's the very first day I played the outfield of my life. I sucked in the outfield. Uh, but that's scout never heard of me. He just mm-hmm. drafted me New York Mets as an outfielder. And here's how my negotiations went. He said, we've got $4,000 in a year of school. I said, can I get five? He said, no. I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> and I ended up signing. And my they sent me to Little Falls, New York. And I hit like 246 with 11 home runs. Just did okay. But dude, in pro baseball? It's five at-bats a day every day, whether you want them or not. All you kids out there listening, you think you want to play pro baseball? Five at-bats a day every day, whether you want them or not. It was 30 games in a row at times. I was so tired. I never played that many games. So I went home, and I, I went to the gym, man. My brother got picked up by the Tigers, and so we ended up lifting bigger, stronger, faster, not taller. I went to my first spring training. I barely made the low-A ball team as a, a fifth outfielder. So for the first month of the season, I'm like coaching first base, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I've been doing this my whole life. I could do this. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how do you handle not playing? Not playing sucks, man. You want to know how you handle not playing? Anybody out there listening? You take batting practice like it's your game. You take ground balls if you're an infielder like it's your game during batting practice. If you're an outfielder, you take fly balls during batting practice like it's your game. And you'd be ready when the coach calls your name and you pull for your teammates to win the game. And I remember like it was yesterday, man, 1983, our second baseman got traded. I told my coach, I said, coach, I'm an infielder. And he looked at me and he paused and he said, well, thank God you suck in the outfield. And I'm like, I know I'm an infielder. <laughs> so let me play second base. Everything's going great. Eighth inning, ground ball, double play right between my legs. So that sort of sucked. I didn't play it about a week. A week goes by, lets me play there again. Eighth inning, ground ball, double play right between my legs again. I got four hits that day. Anybody out there listening, bro, you want to play at the next level, we have to hit. Mm-hmm. I ended up playing every single day of the rest of the year. I ended up leading the league in hits and missed a month. I had 165 hits. I had 50 hits in August. I was second league in hit behind Vince Coleman, who could fly, and I still didn't know what I was doing. But I could hit that fastball, right? So now I'm sort of a prospect. They send me to instruction league. I go home, me and my brother lifting bigger, stronger, faster. I go to uh, my second spring training, I'm working out with high A ball and I see my farm director there and he's like, spring, how's everything going? I'm like, you know, I don't mean to be an idiot, but I just let a league in A ball and hits. I thought I should be in double A. And he looked at me, paused, walked away, didn't say a word. I'm like, wow, that went great. <laughs> uh, but, but it did go great because it made sense to him the next day I was in double A. My double A team, Trey, we had 18 guys playing the big leagues. Mm. Right? You, saw, you saw Moneyball, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was in his wedding. Right. Billy Bean, not Brad Pitt. I was in Billy Bean's wedding. He was everything you hear about. He was six foot four, 220 pounds. He had power. He had speed. He could throw it. He could do it all. But he had football mentality. He was a perfectionist. This is why he's such a great GM. Didn't care what you look like. Baseball is about hand eye coordination, it's a talent. It's not necessarily you have to be the best athlete. And I, I believe that 
baseball players are the best athletes, but what's athleticism? For me, it's hand-eye coordination. It's not jump, uh, run fast, jump high. That's a different type of athlete. When you're talking to a baseball player, man, it's about, you know, hand-eye coordination. And, 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 and I just believe that's why he's such a good GM because he, he, he took what his career, probably the best athlete I ever played with, that sort of underachieved. And he was, he, I think he takes a bad rap because he really was a good player. Uh, but if he had a better mental game, you know, his, his tools would have came out a little bit better. Like his quote on my website, he said, Spring, if you knew this at 18, instead of learning at 30, people might know who you are. I'm like, that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Everybody's like, is Billy that great a GM? I'm like, hey, man, when you when you room with me for two years, you big up. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> but so we won it all that year. Lenny Dykstra was on that team. Nice. You're talking about a gamer, bro? Yeah. A little, little bit of trouble now. But this guy knew how to show up every day. This guy knew how to compete with confidence when he wasn't getting hits. And that's that's the main thing. So we went it all. Next regular AAA. Three years ago, I'm coaching first base. And I'm one step away from the big leagues. And I spent 11 years in AAA. And, and, and at the time, I'm like, really, God? 11 years, huh? And now I know why he put me in there for 11 years. Because whether I'm talking to a major league all-star, the dad of a 10-year-old, my message is exactly the same. And anybody out there listening, your career starts today when you say, I don't care what I hit, man. The batting average is the biggest trap in baseball. I hit three balls right in the screws right at somebody. Baseball says I suck. My batting average goes down. I think I failed. Now the wrong me starts playing. Because every single one of us has two players in this. I got a confident A.J. Pollock, absolute star. And I got a non-confident A.J. Pollock who sucks. Guess what? He doesn't play anymore. I've been talking to him his whole career. Got my audios when he was in... In college at, at Notre Dame, he said, spring, it changed the way I think, you know. So this is the whole thing. If we could get these players to buy into uh, playing every day like it's opening day, playing every day and I don't give a crap mode about me, that's when you know you got the right guy playing. Because nobody in the history of baseball has ever played opening day with no confidence. You played. You ever play opening day with no confidence? Nope. No. No. Because you got no yesterday beating you up. Mm-hmm. And then day number two, it starts when you're 0 for 4 in opening day, and now you're 0 for 2 in the second game. And now in your mind, you're over six and you're letting yesterday's bad game play today. And I got a new game, new pitcher, new hero every single day that we play. And that's the biggest trap in the game. Augie Grito, God bless him, passed away. He said it's the greatest quote he's ever heard a coach, uh, a coach say. You, you get your players to play every day like it's opening day and I don't give a crap mud about me. Trust me, you're going to have something special. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you win every game. It doesn't mean you get three hits every game. It means the right guy's playing every day. And that's where we need to be, man. I got two players. I had a confident Trey, good player, and I got a non-confident Trey who sucks, correct? Yeah. Can't play anymore. How do we get the right Trey playing is what I what I, what I teach. And if I get players to do four things every day, walk and play with confidence, with an attainable goal to hit the ball hard, attack the inside part of this baseball, where you at here? Yeah. Right? And the most important thing that you could do every single day that you play is show up to help your team win the game. When players figure out this is not about them, it's about them helping their team. Those are two completely different players. You know, so I know I talked a lot there, bro, but I mean, it's it, it's so easy for me to talk about because I did it. I touched it. I felt it. And yet I wasn't supposed to do it, <laughs> but I did it. And, and now I'm teaching it. Like, I, you know, it sounds like a psychologist. I can't spell psychology, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it starts with an S and that's it. <laughs> 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 that's good. That's good. 
half your crowd's going, what's so funny? I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> Good baseball guys. We laugh at that's for sure. Uh, um, so, I mean, coach, I just want to like, knowing what you know now, you know, like, would you have changed anything? As a player, the only thing I would change it's really what Billy, I wish I would have figured out earlier. I wish Tommy McCraw would have came into my life earlier because Tommy McCraw was the biggest, probably the biggest influence in my life. Him and Clint Hurdle uh, about, you know, I stole quality at bats from him because he used to put a cue on the lineup card if he had a quality at bat. Mm. And I'm in AAA, you know, I'm the oldest guy there, but I knew that if I had a cue next to my name three or four times, I'm playing the next game. Mm-hmm. And that's where I basically stole my my whole business from Clint. I told him that, and he's like, "You're welcome, buddy." <laughs> uh, but Tommy McCraw in 1987, this guy, you know, he was one of my favorite coaches. He'd come in uh, to Tidewater for like three days because he was a rope, and I would rake. He talked about hunting speeds. He talked about you know the visualization. He talked about the more mental stuff, not physical or uh, mechanical, and it was awesome, you know, but, but you'd come in there for three days and I'd carry it for three days, but then, cause I'm a dummy. I, I, that was it. After I'd go back to my old stuff, but as dumb as I was, I was smart to realize when that guy was around, I was good. Mm-hmm. So the next time he came in, I asked him if he would talk to me about me and what he thought I needed to play in the business. And I brought a tape recorder, you know, and changed my life. He, in, in for 20 minutes, he talked about me and what I need, not, not anybody else, but me. And see, we give ourselves too much credit to remember what we're taught. Then it's the main reason why I made all my audios, right? Because the time the crowd made one with me. And I know the, the importance of it was in me. And uh, I remember asking me a question that said, spring, when's hit and start? And I'm thinking, oh, you know, tell me when I'm on deck circle and I see the picture. He said, spring, hit and starts when you pick up the paper in the morning. And you start seeing yourself against the starting pitcher. Start visualizing yourself hitting misses off this guy. And I'm like, okay, well, I was a couple steps off <laughs> and <laughs> it just, it just made sense to me. And in too many players, and then I started <laughs> to really, you know, figure out when I was good, when I was bad. And when I, have you ever been so bad that you say, I don't care anymore. And then you start hitting and then you start hitting, you start caring again. It's like a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And, and I figured out, I, I mean, I, the, the best, the best line I've ever came up with in 20 years is I called the band ever Satan. It's evil. I hit three balls, ran the screws right at somebody. And baseball says I suck. That's a trap, man. Your career starts the day when you say, I don't care what I hit. I can't have a goal where I can do everything right and go 0 for 4. I hit three balls, ran the screws right at somebody. I beat the pitcher. The pitcher knows I beat him. Pitcher's mom knows I beat him, right? My band average comes down like this. I think I failed. Another wrong me starts playing. He sucks. So when, when you start, when you, you say, I don't care anymore, until there's a hard hit contact title at any level, line out sucks. You ever line out and somebody says, what do you swing it? You're like, yeah, right. So if there was an award for a line out, and then when you line out and somebody says, what do you swing it? And you get an award at the ESPYs, now you say, thank you. <laughs> right, right. So, so when we change what we think success is, it has nothing to do with anything but getting the right guy playing. You know, when I was with the Blue Jays, I was uh, the mental coach with the Toronto Blue Jays, and Tony LaCava hired me. He said, Spring, if you help one guy, you're worth your money. I said, Tony, if I don't help 100, fire me. Because I'm not teaching you get your hands or your feet here. And he's like, oh, you're so right. He said, get your butt down there with the 17, 18-year-old kids and teach them how to compete with confidence when you're not getting hits. 
because that's the whole thing. I'm, I'm great when I get my knocks, bro. Things are great. How about when you go one for 20? Right. Because uh, in pro baseball, that's five days. Oh, yeah, and you're playing 15. That's only five days, 15 years, but you're playing five days. And you go one for 20 and did everything right. Half the time did nothing right. And I'm one for 20. And I'm supposed to compete with confidence. It's hard to do unless you know what true success is. 90% of the quality at bat is how you feel when you walk up to the plate. Do I know I can hit or am I hoping to hit? Right? Everybody's like, what's a quality of bat? Well, we all know what a quality of bat is. It's get a runner over, get a bunt down, get hit by a pitch, get a walk, any hit. I get it. But 90% of the quality of bat is how I feel when I walk up to the plate. Man, do I know I can hit or am I hoping to hit? Why would I lose confidence in the middle of the game, Trey, if I still have a chance to be the hero in the game? I know why. Because yesterday I was 0 for 4. The day before I was 0 for 4. The day before I was 1 for And now I'm 1 for 12 in my mind. And I'm letting the bass play. I, I talked about AJ Pollock, man. This guy's the biggest stud, right? He got my CD when he was in, in a freshman at Notre Dame. Somebody burned it for him. I'm like, all right, bro, you owe me 20 bucks. Brain's <laughs> illegal. All right, I'm kidding. Sort of. And Sorry. Right, he, he ends up going to the Cape. He did the four things I talked about. Walk up and play with comps. Tainable, go hit the ball hard. Attack the inside part. And, and he was there to help his team when he was MVP of the Cape. I find out that he goes to, he loves my stuff. I call him. He couldn't believe I was calling him. He ends up signing a first round pick with a dime box. We go, we go to Outback Steakhouse and he's like my son in five minutes. Like we click, right? The bill comes and, and you know, this guy just signed for like 1.8. I'm like, dude, pick up the check. Right. And I go, and I, and I go, let me get the check. And he's like, spring, I got it. I said, dude, let me get it. I got it. Yeah. I'll give him one more shot. He's like, spring, I got it. I got a confession to make. I said, what? He said, I burnt your CD. I'm like, you, <laughs> right? So dude, we, we, we've literally talked one to two times a week, his whole career. Why does he call me? Because he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. I'll tell you why. Because there's something about going on for four where you lose your memory. It's in our DNA, man. Mm-hmm. Right. The bad now is the biggest trap in the game. It's not going away. Right. It's one of my favorite lines too. Like the bad average has no brain. Doesn't know who's showing up. It's not a confident AJ Pollock batting average and a non-confidence. One stat has no brain. How do we get the right guy playing is what I teach. Right. When I was with the Blue Jays and uh, uh, we had a quality, I, I talked to them and spent a lot of money on Best Buy gift cards. Whoever the most quality at bats got a gift card at, at every level, right? Every week, three. And we had one guy go one for 20 and he won a card. How's that happen? He got a hit. He got a couple bunts down. He got a couple runners over from second. Nobody out. And he had seven balls around the screws right at somebody's one for 20. And that guy's name was Kevin Pilar, right? Center fielder for the Blue Jays. Now he's with the Mets. He's been traded a couple times. And the next time you guys think you're getting hosed, uh, listen to this. This guy had a 54 game hitting streak as a junior in college and did not get drafted, which is baffling to me. There should have been 54 scouts fired for not having on this list. You don't luck into 54, bro. You luck into three. Right. We took him in the 32nd round, right? Gave him a thousand bucks and he was the second guy in his draft to get to the big leagues. Yeah. You know why? Because he was a better competitor than he was a player. And he still is. And this guy had my CD when he was in high school. He had me come speak to Cal State Dominguez when he went to uh, D2 school. D2, second guy in the draft get to the big leagues. See, nobody knows how you're going to handle... Uh, getting five at-bats a day every day, whether you want them or not, man. And this is what I teach, man. It's about being a better competitor than you are a player. Every time I go speak to a – like I'm going to Nebraska in a couple of days to speak twice, 
and everybody's going to get this wristband. It says compete with confidence and play every day like it's opening day. And if you could buy into that, man, know your abilities come out. If you like your abilities and your abilities aren't showing up, it's not your abilities problem. It's what you're thinking. It makes you feel a certain way. But if you could buy into playing every day like it's opening day and I don't give a crap more about me, freedom. You know what the freedom is? It's freedom from yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You see, we beat, our, we beat ourselves up over yesterday, not only in baseball, but in life. Like, I'm a Christian. I like yesterday's sins beat me up today. Really? Died for them all, bro. So, but this is how we are as, as, as men. We, we always think about, you know, the negative. And, and I'm telling you right now, it, it, when you start thinking about changing what you think success is in baseball, I'm here to help my team win the game. Right? I'm playing good defense, playing, you know, good base runner, watching the pitcher, every pitch he makes. I don't know, man. I, I get it, man. I, I love what I teach. And I, and I don't mean to pop off. I don't mean to boast. You know, it, it's like you know, I tell stories not to impress you. I tell stories to impress upon you. Why can't this be me one day? Absolutely. It is inspi- It is inspiring, you know, and it's something I've definitely always loved and admired. Um, man, there's a couple different things, man, as you go to talk about is – is you talk about doing the best buy gift card. So I don't know. There's a couple of things too. Like, do you, you've been teaching the met, you know, the method and I, I, you know, uh, do you see people tailoring a qual- more of a quality bad system? Do, do they, do you see more guys buying into this system and what are maybe some of the best ways you have seen the system kind of get implemented? What's the alternative? I got to get a hit to have success. It's nine against one. And we think we should get a hit to have success. You know, we, we had an annual award with the Blue Jays. Whoever had the most quality at bats got a, a, a nice max bat trophy in front of everybody in a big check. And double A, the first year we ever did it, David Cooper, more quality at bats than anybody. 500 plate appearances. And he had 255. But he had 20 bombs and 80 RBIs. And his favorite quote in what I teach is good, good hitters line out more. Get great at laying now. Get great at hitting balls hard. When somebody asks you what you do for a living, you tell them to hit balls hard for a living. And if you get a hit, it's a bonus. It's freedom, man. It's freedom from your show. He took the same approach in the AAA the next year and won a batting title at 365. Mm. That's, where I, that's where I came up with the one that batting average has no brain. It doesn't know who's playing, bro. You could, have the, you could have the greatest year ever competing with confidence every single day and still hitting under 300. One of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody says – Oh, go three for 10 and you're a Hall of Famer. Really? How many balls do you think you need, you need to nut to get three? <laughs> the six or seven. But we think, oh, three hits. Oh, get this hit three. No, bro. It's six or seven. It's nine against one. I learned that from Augie Garrido. I, I spoke at the University of Texas in 2012. I never met Augie Garrido. Never met him. Wanted to meet him. Saw his YouTube, right? I knew his coach, Tommy Nicholson. Didn't know how they were doing. I was scouting in Austin. I said, Hey, you want me to speak to your team, man? I'd love to do it. Don't want to meet Augie. He says, Spring, we need you at the beginning of the year. If we, if we go 6-0 and the last two weeks of the season, we don't make our conference championship. Top eight teams made it. The only team that didn't make it. He said, Augie's not going to pay you. And I said, I'll do it for free. I want to meet Augie. He told Augie. Augie's like, what do you say? Bring him in. Right? <laughs> I go in there. I couldn't have spoke better. I could have sold. I could have told 20 players to go stand in the corner. They would have did it. I was about ready to leave, and my buddy's like, Augie wants to see you again. <laughs> I go in there and he's like, okay, buddy, we're going to pay you for that. And I want you here next year for three days. What's your price? 
I said, I want you to pay me as much as you can pay me as it doesn't come out of your pocket. He said, nothing comes out of our pocket. I'm like, good. <laughs> so I go in there. <laughs> Three months later in uh, probably November, brand new season, same exact team with freshmen that just came in ninth place. I was there for three days. The same speech I'm giving you tonight, bro. I'm Millie Vanilla. I'm a one-hit water, right? And they were one game away from the national championship. And it was probably my th- three of my favorite days of, of doing what I do ever, spending it with Augie and, and going out to dinner with them and having a steak and a glass of wine, bro. You know, God bless me, passed away, man. man. It's, it's brutal, man. He was, he, was, he was such a great ambassador for baseball. He was so powerful and when he spoke like he made me he made me like a freaking kindergartner i think i'm a good speaker this guy's the best yeah. him and clint hurdle are probably two of the best speakers i've ever heard on baseball yeah his abca his last abca was incredible oh it's gold it was, incredible. it was gold bro it was gold but i'm telling you right now he told me it's my best compliment I've ever had in baseball he said it's it's his favorite line if you get everybody playing like it's opening day and I don't give a crap about it. He said, that's brilliant. Because mm-hmm. we all know the feeling, dude. Yeah. But what do we do? We, we let yesterday beat us up today. And that's the trap of life. <laughs> you know, if we get, I get a new game, new pitcher, new hero every single day that we play. Even A.J. Pollock is, is he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. And a couple of years ago, he shoot me, shoots me a text. And he said, Spring, it's been a tough two weeks, but I will line out five times tonight. Because that's what I tell these guys to do. See if you can line out five times. Good hitters line out more. Put you in aggressive mindset. And I get what he meant. Mm-hmm. What he really said was he's still thinking about the last two weeks being tough. Right. So I said, bro, come on. I know what you meant, man. But you tell me you're still thinking about the last two weeks being tough? I got a new game, new pitcher, new hero tonight. No part of the last two weeks. But, and you're playing another five, six years, which he was. He just signed a five-year deal with the Dodgers, right? And he was almost embarrassed. You know what? Spring, you're right. He said, I'll line out five times tonight. And I go, that a boy. Right. Like I said, he's like, I love this kid, right? And after the game, I get a text from him. He said, spring my bad. I only lined out once. He went four for five with the bomb with two doubles. A true story, bro. Yeah, it's it's awesome. gold. It, it, it's so cool. But it's like I said, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Beat me up over yesterday? We ain't, we ain't playing once a week, bro. This isn't football. This is every single day. How do we get the right guy playing? There's nothing to do. And, you know, even a quality at bat, I don't even want a quality at bat average. Because if it's not good, you're going to feel crappy about yourself. You know, the only stat that I want you players to, to buy into from here on out is how many games in a row can I be the best competitor on the field, whether I'm getting hits or not. How do you do that? You play for today. You play to win the game. You play. It's about today. I'm 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts, and I'm looking at that lineup in the ninth inning, and I need two guys to get on so I can be the hero. Instead of, oh, crap, if two guys get on, I got to hit again because you make it about you, and your batting average going, oh, it's 260, now it's 250, now it's 240. It's the biggest trap ever. My first, I don't know, six, seven years I play, I'm a 20th-round draft pick. I always felt I had to hit 300 playing the big legs. I'd line up and be as pissed as can be. Right? I hit my 260, 270, not wanting every at-bat, because I'm, I'm dictating my success on getting his. And I finally said, I don't care anymore. I still hit between 260 and 290, but my production doubled. I went from four to eight home runs, and now I got 16, 70. Uh, 40, 50 RBIs, now I got 70, 80. Which is why Bean said, if I knew this at 18, instead of learning at 30, people might not lie out. 
Mm-hmm. I, I was an MVP in my AAA team, my last sport of six years. I didn't get a call up to us too old. I get it. I get the politics. They're not looking for a, you know, a 32-year-old utility guy to give them a, a chance when they could bring up a 22-year-old guy that's going to spend 10 years. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? I didn't start in high school. I got cut in college. I got two hits in each league. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is awesome. Like I said, it is awesome. It's expiring. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess – Man, for me, it's it's, man. I wonder. Um, wow, it's just a great story. I just I love the story. Um, I have a question about goal setting for you, like, because you said like the biggest tra- the thing you'd like to track will be tracking how many times you would come to the game in a row as a confident player. So, do would you set goals or do you encourage people to set goals? No. No, daily goals, attainable goals. All right, I'll, I'll get a guy with the Blue Jays and I'll bring him in the office and say, what, what's your goals? Oh, I want to hit 300 mm-hmm. uh, with 15 home runs and 80 RBIs in a minor league season. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's great. And then you pop the season off one for 20. Now you're in chase mode. And this is the whole thing. You'll, you'll get that guy that's a first-round pick that thinks he's the next Mike Trout. And Mike Trout's a freak, by the way. <laughs> There's no Mike Trout's. And they think that they should be, you know, a 19, 20-year-old big leader. And that's a trap. The only goal that I want you to set is how many games in a row can be the best player on the, on the field. And and want get get great at watching the picture. Watching the game. Right? Too many, too many here think they got five at-bats a game. No, bro. You got 27 at-bats a game. Watch the picture. See what he's throwing. Too many hitters trying to hit the fastball curveball side of change of oh oh. You're looking for everything. You're not ready for anything. This is part two of my speech. After the batting average, when we figure out that it's a trap, it's it's hunting speeds. Like, why did the Astros try to cheat? Because it's easier to hit one pitch when you know it's coming. That's why they're so cocky in their interviews, bro. I would have been cocky, right? I knew it was coming. All right. But, but what do we do? We try and hit 94 and 79 at the same time, most of us. And this is why first-rounders can't get out of A ball, bro. Well, I'm talking about sitting on speeds, man, and, and, and not trying to hit the fastball curveball side of change of oh oh. And if you smoke a nice fastball, uh, your first at bat for a double or a bomb, and you come up your second at bat with runners on second and third, do you think two out of three are gonna be a fastball or off speed? So why are we sitting fastball, bro? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting off speed right there because I've already smoked his fastball. He's got an open base, but too many hitters are looking for something they want to hit rather than what they're gonna get. And please don't take that the wrong way, because I always want you guys to sit fastball until it's time not to, until it's time not to. And you know what? Now I'm walking up to play with confidence because I don't care what I hit. I'm hunting speeds, right? It's like I said, I told this to Mark Trumbo one time. If you're sitting on a fastball, because he called me his whole career, you're sitting on that fastball, I want you looking for the chest high fastball. Because it's going to be easier to sit on that and adjust to the knee high rather than look for the knee high and then he elevates in your chest. You know what he said? He said, really? You're holding that back after seven years? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he hits 48 bombs hunting the high fastball that year and taking the controlled violence swing because that's what hitting is, man. It's controlled violence. It's not violent violence. It's not control control. It's controlled violent act to hit a baseball. I believe that hitting slow feet, fast hands, quiet head, taking the controlled violence swing. 
And, and you know, you're, you're talking to a guy, bro, that bailed, lunged, and had a bad eye. <laughs> but I could hit because I was a better competitor than I was a player. And I could hit a fastball. Mm-hmm. And you had athleticism and hand-eye coordination. Dude, I didn't want to trade hand out with anybody. <laughs> I, I told my kids I was one of the top ten athletes in the world. I got an argument with my brother-in-law over Christmas. I said I'm a better athlete than Michael Jordan. He's like, really? I'm like, dude, I know he's a better basketball player than me. I was a better baseball player. I could beat him in tennis. I could beat him in ping pong. I could beat him in bowling. Golf, we're probably about the same. I'm a good golfer. He's good. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We think athlete is jump high, run fast. And I'm telling you, baseball players are the best hand-eye coordination athletes in the world. Oh, they yeah. can play anything. They could shoot a basketball. They could play golf. They could throw a football. They could catch a football. They could do everything. Dude, I, was, dude, I, I could play badminton. I was one of the top badminton. So, yeah, we got an argument with my brother. <laughs> That's great. That is great. That is great stuff. But you know, you know what it is, Trey? Huh? It's, that, it's that inner confidence that yep. you have to have. To be a, to be a top athlete, dude. I, I dude, I've never played tennis in my life. I've been the club champ four years in a row at Seacliff Country Club at the highest level. Not because I'm the best tennis player, but I'm the best competitor, and I could serve because I could throw, and I'm really good at the net because I, 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 dude, I faced. Uh, I was playing third base with Conseco and McGuire and missiles. I'm not afraid of a tennis ball the net. And so you got to missile, right? It's the whole thing that, you know, we start talking defense later on. Yeah. You know, it slows the game down. You know, when, when, when I go speak, it, it, it's it's 10 minutes of me trying to inspire kids not to quit. You're not too small. Get good grades. Bad average trap. Watch the pitcher. Hunt speeds. If I give you guys a hitting lesson, you get sick of me talking about where we attack this thing. There's a huge difference between staying inside the ball and attacking the inside part of the baseball. Right? This right here, bro. It's the net of the baseball for a right-handed hitter that'll create that. This outside creates that. Now it's about contact point. Right? I want you an inside pitch to right field if you're right-handed. I want you in a bomb or a double in the gap. The contact points out in front of the plate on the inside part of the ball. You get so caught up in the, the new launch angle. Like, how the frig did Mickey Mantle get the Hall of Fame and never heard the word? Right? Isn't that just a slight uppercut? You know, but, but it's still. Like when, when you try to hit line drives and then you miss balls, you know, and they go out, not every home run goes 400 feet. Mm-hmm. Like three, 330 works on a 325 line and you miss it. But I, I just know when you attack that inside part of the ball and, 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 and you, you're a good hitter and you use the whole field. And remember this, guys, uh, uh, you could look away and hit in. You can't look in and hit away. Like if I'm sitting on a fastball and I'm thinking right center was a right-handed hitter and you threw it on the outside block, Nice pitch, buddy. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of that plate. If I'm thinking right center, I can speed my hands up if it's middle in, right? And I, I hope he throws it middle in, but it's going to be my pitch, not if. And I don't know, man. It, it's just you know when I when I'm sitting on a speed, dude. I the, the harder that pitcher throws, the slower your feet need to be. I think the feet screw up more hitters than anything in the game because they they get you know they they get the, the, the high leg kick. We want to be Josh Donaldson and Batista, you know, and we want more power. And I'm telling you right now, power is the most overrated tool in scouting if you can't hit. There's more mistakes made in the draft on guys that have BP power than anything in the game. You can't hit. 
So let's be a good hitter. I'll get I'll get emails and and you know people will call me. They order my stuff and I call them. I call them and thank them. They can't believe I'm calling them. And it's just like, you know, oh man, my son's got no mental game. And I'm like, well, how old is he? And he's like, oh, he's ten. And I'm like, bro, he's got no physical game. He's freaking <laughs> ten. Like Vanderbilt's not panicking when he has a bad weekend, bro. Right. But as parents, we think it's all about right now. And that's you know my biggest audience is travel ball and you know little league in high school and and uh i think if, 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 as a parent i threw out a, a video about i don't know four or five years ago on why kids quit at 13 years old uh, because of the pressure that's put on it by the one who loves them the most us parents and johnny testosterone coach on my 10 year old to win the bird king championship and i threw, I threw a little uh, little video out there and it got viewed 3.4 million times in three days that's how powerful it is, man. Right? Vanderbilt's not panicking, parents, when your kid, when your when your twelve twelve uh, U kid has a bad weekend, mm-hmm. you know. But we think it's all about oh, what are they gonna do, you know? Even when I was with the Blue Jays, when we'd sign a first round pick, and he'd pop his first one for twenty, and he's eighteen years old, and I'd look at Tim Raines, my buddy. He was with the Blue Jays, great guy. I said, we better hope that's immaturity and not makeup when he walked back to the dugout, like somebody stole his dog. And mm-hmm. I bring that kid in the dugout in the, in the office, and I say, "If I told you to be a 25 year old big leaguer and get eight to 10 years deal or no deal right now," his initial thought is, oh, "I want to be 21." Well, that's not the question. 25 years old, guarantee eight to 10 to deal. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 20. That's seven years, bro. You ain't playing in the big leagues. That's seven years. To get great and learn how to compete with confidence when you're not getting hits. Be a good base runner, be a good defender, be a good teammate. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, there's your 10 years. To see everybody wants it right now. We all want, we, like I said, man, it's one of my favorite lines is, is, is too many people want to be put in a microwave instead of an oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, society, cultural norm right now, yeah. nowadays for sure. <laughs> oh man. So coach, you talked about wanting to get into the defensive side of things too. So like, you know, are you, when you, will you do lessons? And as you talk about defense, like what were some of the things that you kind of emphasize defensively? Well, when I give my speeches and hopefully anybody out there, have me come speak for the program or zoom or whatever nowadays, but so I do for a living. I love it. And when I talk defense, infielders need to be thinking two things. One, every single pitch is going to be a missile hit to you. So when it is, you're ready, right? As hard as it could be hit, if you're thinking it's going to be a missile, better yet, you want it to be a missile and it's going to be hit a missile to you, it slows the game down, right? Because I'm expecting it. And I know we're all taught to jump up in the air, and now we, you know, we're on the balls of our feet. If you have any weight going forward, you're going to have to take a false step. So you need to be thinking, it's going to be a missile to me. I want it to be a missile to me. And we need to be thinking side to side, left and right. Infielders do not get beat on balls in front of them or behind them unless it's a swing and bunner or blue. We beat left and right. So I got to be ready to go left and right. And Doug Manzlino taught me this. Remember, we had, we had an alumni game at Golden West. He was a coach, and now he's coach with the Astros, I think. And he said, what are you thinking? Uh, knock it down and get it over there. It's like, no. He said, thinking it's going to be a missile and think side to side. Infielders, if you're not diving every other game, first, third base, Second base, first base, short step, sort of got to be standing their feet unless it's a missile. You know the guy's slow. Then something's wrong, right? But if I'm thinking, 
I want it to be a missile hit to me. It's going to be a missile hit to me. It's hard as it can be hit. Mm-hmm. And side to side with a good heart, the short hop, long hop, you're good. Outfielders, I don't want you to think the ball is going to be hit right at you. Because if it is, you're going to catch it. I need to get about a 20, 30-yard circle around you. It's going to be land in that circle, and I have to get a good jump. It's that one pitch you take off, and you're like, man, who's my girlfriend talking to? And all of a sudden, you get a bad jump. We lose the game. And, and, and I miss the breathing. You know, that that's right after I, I, I talk about attacking the inside portal, but then about breathing and slowing the game down. You guys are going to be your best art athlete with your heartbeat between 60 and 80. The only time I want your heartbeat over 80 on a baseball field is when you hit a triple. Loose muscles are quick muscles. When I used to scout, I was a, a national guy with a dime back, and I'd see you up there like this, like like 100 pence, right? Uh, it, it would actually make me hyperventilate in stance. Like, don't affect my breathing if I see you play, man. Right? Slow the game down. Loose muscles are quick muscles. How do you make 95 look 85? You have a good heartbeat. You got slow feet. And it'll, you want to make 95 look 105? Speed your feet up. Get your heartbeat going. Look 105. Right? Omar Vizquel. I played with him with the Mariners. He, I'm 19. He's 19. I'm 30. And, and as relaxed as can be. Right? But what, what do we do? We get tension, anxiety, and pressure. Instead of calmness, toughness, focus, having some fun. You know, when I go speak, my whole goal is to, I don't want any kid in the room to ever play with tension, anxiety, and pressure again. It's one of my lines. You want to play with tension, anxiety, and pressure, bro? Go join the military. Because mm-hmm. that's where that's at, God bless him. Right? We're playing baseball. Nobody's in trouble. It's not a three-hour timeout. But because of what we think success is, it's like we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Nobody, Nobody's in trouble. You know, but we think we're in trouble. Parents, most parents are whack jobs. That's how I start off my parents' CD. I'm like, what's going on? Whack jobs. I mean, parents. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got an audio. I got an audio for the parent. Uh, they die for their kids, yet they sabotage their kids' sports career, and the kid quits at 13 years old. And the parents like, what happened? I get the emails. I go, I know what happened. You were a freaking whack job. That's what happened. And the kid mm. doesn't like the feeling that he's in trouble. And we're playing baseball so and, and and parents you are your kid's number one coach i don't care if you're a freaking plumber i love plumbers well, one of my best friends a plumber but you know what you are his number one coach you know why because you live with them if i need a plumber i'm not calling paul goldsmith i'm calling a plumber mm-hmm. and so if, if your kid wants to play pro baseball get my audios get my dv get my bundle it's quadiatbats.com it's the best hitting lesson you will ever get you know coupon code springtime get everything i i made in my book for the for the price of a half a hitting lesson. especially just being a competitor you know how much that is involved uh with your breathing but i would love to hear you know your side of ching you know and, the, and what kind of things do you feel pitchers can do well to be better competitors well why do i think i could talk about pitching because I played behind you in 1,600 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I faced you 6,000 at-bats, and I've been scouting you for 20 years. And this is what, you know, the number one thing for pitchers, in my opinion, you got to stay healthy. If you're not healthy, bro, it ain't happening, right? I mean, I'm huge into long toss. I'm huge into Alan Jager. He's one of my buddies. And by the way, on defense, if you're not listening to Trotsky and Mongero, on Twitter and I mean on uh, Facebook, where they got 
you know, Mondays and Tuesdays where they're doing a podcast, you're cheating yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because these guys are the best. But it's the same thing in pitching with Alan Jager, my buddy, and playing long toss. You have one arm, right? If your arm's not in shape, bro, if you can't play long toss, your arm's not in shape. You play long toss, you are building bullets. You are not losing them, right? I think pitchers need to be the best competitor on the field. Why? Because this is what most pitchers think. They think, oh, it's me against you, me against you. No, it's nine against one. And if you have that mindset, it's nine against one, I'm getting you out in three pitches. I got a great defense behind me. That's what Augie Garrido told me, man. I, I, I give him credit all the time. I usually give credit. You say something smart, I give you credit once, and that's mine. I give Augie credit every time I talk about it. Right? Com- uh, compete with conviction. You know, uh, every pitch with conviction is uh, the the wrong pitch with conviction is better than the right pitch with no conviction. If you're on a mound and you're thinking breaking ball and the catcher throws a fastball and you shake and he throws a fastball sign down again, step off the mound. You're not ready to throw the pitch. Mm-hmm. Probably come from the coach. Takes a half half a second to visualize you bearing that pitch. And going back to hitters, and this is what Tommy McCross said. He said he said you know see yourself. If I took Hassel's performance up the starting pitcher, you tell me who I think is going to have a better game, I'm going to take a guy never took a bad swing. And that's how powerful the mind is. The mind doesn't know the body's not doing it. It's the same thing with pitchers. You see that, you know, you want to you dot up an outside fastball, bro, see it. Give yourself a half a second, see yourself doing it, right? Uh, I used to think that strike one needed to be a must. Well, wouldn't that be great? But that would also make you have to be perfect. And I've given you permission not to be perfect already, right? One of the first two need to be. <laughs> and I'm convinced <laughs> so, I have okay. a mentoring program and I speak, I speak all over the country. You right. Know? Right. And that's, you know, I, I charge 75 bucks a kid, you know, 80 kid minimum. Most most organizations have that. And uh, you know, one guy flips the bill, it's a lot of money. Whenever to bring 75 bucks, it's pocket change. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have me come talk to your kid for an hour and a half for 75 bucks, you'd fly me there. So it's all about how you look at things. But going back to pitching, right? Greg Maddox, everybody's heard of Greg Maddox, right? Yep. I heard a story about him. He he was with the Cubs and the Cubs asked him to speak to all the minor league pitchers, and he said, Yeah, I'll do it. They set aside 30 minutes. 100 pitchers in the room, and Max walks in the room, and quiet as can be, and he says, guys, I got four houses, I got six cars, I do whatever I want to do in life, because I command my fastball. He left the room, got in his car, and took off. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is like, really, buddy? Really? What are we going to do the other 29 minutes and 45 seconds, right? <laughs> but the point that that made, if you can command your fastball, guys, you're going to pitch a long time, man. We need to pitch inside. Right. We need to throw. Dude, why do we watch football on, on Sundays? Because they were afraid of a baseball when they were 10, bro. And I'm not saying hit anybody. I'm just saying never above the, the shoulders, you know. But, dude, the first time a starting pitcher has uh, two outs, nobody on, fire one right at the guy's head, man. You don't want to be a friggin' comfortable at bat. Right. Now you just pitch inside and they got eight guys watching. When I was nine years old, Trey, I got hit by Joe Willett. You know, Joe? No, you don't know Joe. Yeah. Nobody knows Joe. I know Joe. He's 12 to 100 equivalently, right? He'd be right in the yeah. back. And my mom's like, I'm so proud of you didn't cry. I'm like, I couldn't <laughs> breathe, mom. Right. I freaking smoked me. I bailed a long time, bro. There's fear factor in baseball. Yes, there is. Right? Right? 
you throw inside for strikes too. I'm, I'm saying that if you could throw an inside fastball for a strike, oh one 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 two, and you throw ninety, it plays ninety two. If you throw eighty, it plays eighty two, right? Because we don't know what's coming, right? When you stop trying to strike everybody out, pitchers try to strike everybody out. They think it's all about them. I was with the Blue Jays and I had this guy that I loved. He was 94, 97, and he got our hitters back in the dugout in two minutes. But he had two strikes on everybody, ground ball, ground ball, pop up, and he walked off the mound shaking his head. And it bugged me. Mm-hmm. Man, it bugged me bad. I went up to him and said, That boy, where your hitters back in, in two minutes? Like, oh, Spring, I should have struck those two guys out. And I'm like, Shut up, man. This is your problem. You make it about you. Every time you get a freaking out, you be happy, bro. You be happy because, you know, when, my biggest pet peeve for pitchers and we have the bases loaded and nobody out and you give up one run, you come in all pissed off, mad. I'm like, bro, you should be skipping back to the dugout because you just minimize. You give up one run, base load, no outs. The team that scores the most runs in one inning wins 90% of the games and you just minimize. But we don't think that way. We think it's about stats. We think about me, how many strikeouts. When pitchers are in the jam, what happens? They think harder, harder, harder. No. Step off the mound. Take a deep breath. Give me about an 85% two-seamer. I played with a guy named Dave Fleming. Pitched with the Mariners. Won 20 games in the big leagues. Left-handed pitch. It was mind-blowing, Trey, how many how many ground balls this guy got. 2-0 and 3-1. Because instead of 92-94, his normal fastball, he'd throw an 89-mile-an-hour two-seamer. And the hitter's seen 92-94 the whole game. And they're just down in front of Tech. It wasn't his changeup, but it wasn't his true fastball. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy. It was so noticeable. Pitchers, if you could make your changeup your best pitch, you're gonna pitch a long time. Trust your grip, right? Do not slow your arm ground. A changeup thrown a tick too hard is still not a fastball, right? So you know, trust your grip on that. Right? We got to control the running game, right? If you can't if you can't get a ball to home with 1.3 seconds, you'll never pitch late in the game for me. Right now, I'm just going to steal, right? So we got to be an athlete. We've got to mix up our looks. There's just so many things about a pitcher. If you take off an umpire, now it's nine against two. <laughs> mm, right? Let go. the coach worry about the umpire. There you go. Right? You guys, ne- you guys never heard of a guy named Greg, Greg Miller? Greg Miller was every bit as good as Clayton Kershaw. A couple years ahead of him when he first signed. Sandwich pick. 18 years old, in double leg. Punched out 12, one game, 14. The next is an 18-year-old left-handed pitcher from California, Esperanza High School, right? Put the little twins in his shoulder. Didn't want to be a wuss. Didn't want to tell anybody. Ended up pitching the next game, blew out his shoulder, rotator cuff surgery, never the same. One of the saddest stories I've ever came across. So guys out there, let your coaches know when you're not feeling good, man. There's a difference between being borderline hurt and sore. I get it. But come on, man. We we got to think big picture, right? The ERA is the biggest trap in your guys' life. You make the perfect pitch, 87 hopper through uh, the 5-6 hole, broken bat, runners on second, third, ground ball to short air. Uncle Johnny's the scorekeeper, gives it a hit. You have two earnings, and you're worried about your earn run average. Pitch to keep your team in game. Mike Witt. Pitched back in the 70s, early 80s, and I talked to him, and he said, spring out five to four with four earned rounds and lose one nothing and no earnings. And that's the guy I want on my team, man, right there. 
Have you created, have you ever thought about creating any kind of like quality inning or quality pitch chart system? I don't have a quality pitch chart, but I have an audio CD. Like if, if, if people buy my bundle, I have uh, my original Q2 that bends mm-hmm. over Scott when he was 25 years old in Dublin, two years later as a major league all-star. I met him at a Christian retreat. He couldn't believe I was there. He said, did you change my life? Right. Uh, I have my a new C- audio. I call it a CD. They're audio files. Now I want to hug the guy. I an audio file. Uh, 15 minutes that you could listen to before a game, talking way quicker. I have a pitching audio. I have a parent audio. I have a video where I talk about, you know, a lot of stuff, but I talk about hitting between four and six. So the pitcher's one, the catcher's 10. This is my neutral stance at five. It's getting something back in six, hitting up against four, staying in our stance. You know, if you leave your posture, it's not a strike, but I talk some more mechanical stuff in my video. Mm-hmm. I have a Christian CD on analogy baseball and the Christian walk. Uh, I think there's a lot of analogies there. I'm a Christian. God's real. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves us. For a long time, I had him as a cop behind the billboard with a radar gun waiting to trap that's not who he is he's love grace and mercy more grace one for grace i'm done kids out there you know how much your parents love you right your moms your moms are gold bro do not disrespect your moms you are their little messiah um it's like i said earlier try to speak all over the country man i i spoke to like northwest Arkansas, Southwest Oklahoma. I'm like, where is that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They gave me six grand. So I went, (laughs) it's a great school, right? So go, go, go somewhere where you could play. If it wasn't for JC baseball, bro, I'm not playing. I'm not where I'm at right now. So we got to go somewhere where we could play. It's one of my jokes when I speak, you know, all these, all these baseball players, I said, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, bro. Uh, But not everybody here is going to play in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell me you can't get a college education out of this game. There's so many schools. And when you go to school, right, and, and you know what you do now, you pass. <laughs> All right, marry an athlete, bro. Now your kids might be a big leaguer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. Awesome. It's all about perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man. So like, I I was, I was just um, wondering coach, just uh, just wrapping things up here uh, before you kind of give us any kind of parting news. I was thinking like, how has this kind of these skills that you've been, you know, you've learned over years, how have they helped you outside of baseball? Baseball, baseball is everything. Baseball is about life. You know, I, I speak to, uh, million dollar companies on the analogy baseball and sales. I spoke to a, a company that sells valves to oil fields. I didn't even know what it looked like. And I went to high school with the guy and he said, Hey man, we're having our, uh, our, our company party, Christmas party. Will you come tell some baseball stories? We're having a baseball theme. I said, no, I want to give it an, I want to give a presentation on knowledge baseball and sales. Like, great. So I get, I go in there uh, for 45 minutes and my opening line was that, give you permission not to get the sale and the guy's like what you, say? you can't control me saying yes bro i need to get great give me your presentation you be great you give the greatest presentation that guy says no you know what that's called in baseball it's called a freaking line out you do everything right you think you fell now the wrong salesman starts selling you show up every day like it's opening day you show up you know that phone call at 455 when you want to go home 
you answer it like it's opening day, bro. It might be the biggest grand sum of your life. So I got all these analogies. I spoke for 45 minutes, and they had their best September in 60 years by 30% what is, by, by what his employees were thinking when they showed up to work. Mm-hmm. It's like I said earlier. We let yesterday beat up uh, today in life, in baseball, in sales. Dude, in sales, trust me, it, it's so similar to baseball. So similar to baseball. And so I'm just, I, I, I love what I do, man. I mean, I, you know, I don't have a job, you know, I play golf every 20 hours, you know, speak a couple <laughs> times a month and I'm good. You know, for a guy that didn't start in high school, got cut in college, dude, I got a movie coming, bro. You watch. I'm looking for the baseball version of Rudy. So if anybody out there is a producer, man, you, you shoot me a little uh, uh, tweet on Twitter, quality at bats, everything I have is quality at bats, my email my quality at bats at AOL, my, my Twitter's quality at bats, my Facebook is quality at bats. Uh, get my newsletter on, on Facebook, quality at bats.com slash newsletter. We throw out a newsletter just to try and help get a mental game. I have an online academy, uh, QABA, <coughs> excuse me, QABAcademy.com. We got over a hundred audios and videos on that. And people are loving it because we keep adding content every month. And, you know, it's, it's like $99 for the year and you get, you know, you go in there every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that we, 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 you know, we, we give, we go in there twice a week for a $80 hitting lesson. Right. And I got something that's going to change the way you think. And it's like I said, parents, you're your kid's number one coach. You need as much your kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's good, man. You know, coupon code springtime and uh, you get everything I made for like 56 bucks, get my book, everything. And it's money back guarantee. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably call you and thank you after I see you. Mm. No, it's, it's almost like you, you overvalue, you know, like, uh, you, you're going to over it. You're going to exceed expe- expectations, you know, and with the, with the stuff that you're doing and, uh, it's just incredible. It's always been incredible. I, I can't thank you enough, man, to, for taking some time. Uh, it's been, I've always loved and said, I've been inspired by your story. And I know that you'd be a great guy, um, you know, for our podcast, just because I know you're all about helping the person too. you know, this is about growing the man and growing the game mm-hmm. as well. I, I learned a long time when I try to help people, I make money. When I don't, when I try to make money, I don't make money. So when you try to mm. and, and just you know trying to help kids, man. I mean, and kids and parents. And I get chilling emails how, how I like, you know, it, dude. I walk around the ABCA. I've spoke there three times, and you walk around there like half celebrity, and like these twenty-six-year-old coaches will like they see my quality at bat jacket and they're like, are you are you Steve Springer? I'm like. Yeah, bro. He's like, dude, my dad maybe listened to you when I was 12. You know, <laughs> and like embarrassed to like talk to me. Like I'm some in my side. I'm like, come on, man. Let's go. Let's talk some bit. <laughs> I love what I do. So don't, don't ever be, you know, people, people will like, like they order my stuff and I call them and thank them. And they're like, I can't believe you're calling me. I'm like, bro, you just gave me 50 bucks. I'll give you five minutes. Come on, man. How old's your son? <laughs> That's it. That's but it, I, I really, really want love to speak and engagement. You set me up a speaking engagement way out there. I hit with your son, make his own personal audio. So hopefully, uh, I hope wow. you buy into that. Wow. 
Yeah, it's incredible, man. I just, just incredible. I, Coach Springer, I just, I can't thank you enough, man, for the, for taking the time. And, you know, I'm hoping that we can uh, keep, keep spreading your, keep spreading your message, keep spreading the good word. Um, you're such a great person, such a great ambassador for our game. And uh, just really can't thank you enough, man. All right, Trey. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Stay in touch. Friends for life. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Coach D. Springer from QualityBats.com. Um, just an uh, incredible man. Fortunate to have a great conversation with him. And please head on over to QualityBats.com. Uh, check out his website. Check out his content. Uh, he over-delivers. Kind of misspoke there about over-values. But he over-delivers on his content. Which means, typically, with his, all his content, he's, he's... It's all very reasonable, reasonably priced, and he'll exceed your expectations that it's... with the content you're going to get from him. So he does. He over-delivers in his content. He exceeds expectations. And... Um, and like you said, and a lot less cheap than what you're probably going to pay for a hitting lesson or what guys would take. But for me as a coach and, and to kind of think of knowing when I needed to take some time for the mental game came a lot from listening to his CDs and his content um, to be able to simplify an approach to the game, simplify approach to, the, to skills, um, helping guys with visualization, seeing different things. I love that he talked about, you know, you don't have just your three or four at-bats in a game or five at-bats in a game. You get 27. Each person has an at-bat. You might have 40 at-bats if you're looking at other people and watching the game. There's a lot of truth to that, you know, and there's a lot of learning to, learning to the learning of the game there. And, you know, there's, there's so much value in, in his things, in his content and... Um, Please feel free to look at his stuff. I cannot uh, push it more. Um, with our quality of passism, I've done a quality of passism since hearing his things. And Because one thing that always sticks with me is how you can do everything right in baseball and get out. You can do everything right. Squaring a pitch up, finding a pitch you want, and you hit a line driver at shortstop and you're out. And so the goal has to the, the hitting has to be more than that has to be more so you need to define it's just like life too you do the way you define success will determine your outlook your perspective and then ultimately determine your happiness and you, you learn those types of things when you guys are listening to coach springer and his talk and e even though i i've heard it multiple times but each time I dive in a little deeper, peel in another layer, take away another key point. And, um, oh, man, the, the nine versus one mentality as a pitcher, man, that's great. That's great. You know, to be able to get up there with confidence and saying, it's not against one. Hitting's hard. What a great mentality to be able to bring on. I love how he's able to get into trying to help out with the parents and have them help raise good competitors and raise these 
teach these mental skills that, of course, you can see that they are transferable. They're tr you can use them out even outside of the game, and I'm sure it will help them in school as well as just even around the house. But more importantly, when as they get older. So, again, Coach Springer, Quality at Bats at AWOL.com. Check him out on Twitter at Quality at Bats. It's a great follow in any kind of social media platform, but again, QualityAtBats.com. Tremendous content. Uh, even just looking over his stuff just here recently, just the different posters and, and, and artwork that he has, the gear. Uh, it's just great stuff. And Coach Springer, again, just can't thank him enough. Really appreciate the time, and here we are, 51 episodes. Uh, if I would have said 51 weeks ago that I was talking to Steve Bringer, uh, not sure if I would have believed you. I would have hoped so. I would have hoped so. But, um, you know, really, really fortunate to be able to talk to a guy like Coach Bringer and, and um, looking forward to the, the next journey, looking forward to the next great coach. And um, But glad to keep learning, glad to – Keep this game rolling, keep uh, and keep getting better. So, until next week, keep getting better.